You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hey, everyone. I'm Ken Goldberg. Welcome back to Leveling the Playing Field, where we debunk myths, fallacies, and misunderstandings about the markets, investing, and risk. Occasionally, we have a special guest that comes to talk about how they're leveling the playing field. But today, we're going to focus on a topic that's near and dear to everyone's heart, and that is the housing sector. Let's talk about what's happening this week. By the time you hear this, it'll be the day after the Fed raised interest rates. You're going to hear this on Thursday. The Fed's going to hike rates on Wednesday. And it's pretty much locked in that they're going to raise three quarters of a point. There's a chance they may raise a full point. And if they do that, by the time you hear this, markets are going to be in free fall. Let's talk about what's going on, though. Again, the biggest debate is, are we in a recession? And there are some there are some key pieces of data, some evidence that shows that no matter what the media says, no matter what the government says, we are, in fact, in a recession. One of the things that we look at when we're considering the state of the economy is what are the home builders doing? We track home builder confidence, and we just saw August report the ninth straight month of falling home builder confidence. In fact, they're at the lowest level since May of 2020. And if you remember, the early part of 2020 was that big COVID crash. And we went into lockdown and home builders basically stopped building houses. And now, as of August, the sentiment level of home builders has reached that same bearish level. 24% of home builders reportedly are reducing home prices, and that's up from 19% in July. So each month, more and more builders are trying to get rid of inventory, right? They're, They're building houses. They're coming onto the market, and no one's buying them. And so the builders are reducing their pricing, which of course affects their profit margin, but they still have to get these houses off the books because home builders are not in the business of owning houses. They're in the business of building them and selling them to people that rent them, live in them, flip them, rent, you know, do other things with them. So let's look at some of the other things that are maybe impacting why home builders are are so worried at the moment. The average 30-year mortgage is now 6.3%. That's up from 2.7% a year ago. So that's like a 150% increase in the cost of a 30-year mortgage. What does that mean? Well, that means that a year ago, if you had a $500,000 loan, your mortgage would be $2,000 a month. Now, that same $5,000 loan comes with a mortgage payment of $3,100 a month. That's a 50% increase in the carrying cost of your mortgage. Housing prices are down 6% in the last month alone. That's the biggest one-month drop since 2011. So the question is, 
recession? And the answer is, what else could this possibly be? Yes, the American economy is in full recession. And in fact, that's what we're seeing in the stock market. If you notice, every time we get a day or two, or I don't think we've had a month, but I, we've had maybe a couple of weeks of rally, every couple of week rally since January of 2022, when the markets peaked, those rallies fizzle out and very quickly thereafter, there's new lows in the stocks and stock indices. So here we are, again, by the time you hear this, it'll be Thursday the 22nd. The Fed will have raised interest rates yesterday the 21st. I don't know what they're going to do yet, but we know they're going to raise three quarters of a point, and there's a chance they might have raised 1%. And if that's the case, again, by the time you hear this, the markets could be in absolute freefall. If they raised a full point yesterday, then there's a good chance there's a very bad market event happening as I speak. Regardless of that, we can look at not just the home builder sentiment, but we can look at an index of home builder stocks. A lot of these home builders have been public companies for a couple of decades, so we have a lot of history to see what's going on. And, and by looking at the price charts of the home builders index, again, it contains six or seven of the biggest home builders in the country, we can see what might be coming next. So what have we seen? We've seen that the Home Builders Index peaked in December of 2021. And if you recall, that was when prices were really at their extreme. And in the last nine months, prices have come down. The seller's market of the last several years where sellers get to rule the roost, that's no longer the case. Now we're in a buyer's market where buyers have the say in what pricing should be, right? You put your house on the market and nobody comes to buy, you have to lower your price. That's a buyer's market. The buyers are in control. They're not in any hurry to run out and buy your house because they, the prices are headed lower. So we're in a buyer's market. We're at the beginning of a buyer's market. We've only been in one for six months. Typically, they last two to three years, which means that the Home Builders Index that peaked in December of 2021 at about 86, that's already fallen to 51. That is a, a pretty big, bounced a little bit from June when the market bottomed into August when the stock market peaked again, but now it's rolled over again and is heading sharply lower. So what's that tell us? That tells us that not only are the home builders themselves pulling back from building, slowing down their, their building, reducing prices to get this inventory off their books, but the investors that buy, that invest in these home builders are selling. The only way a stock goes from 86 to 51 is because the big money is selling home builders. Why would, why would you be selling home builders? Because the prospects over the next several months or maybe even a couple of years for these home builders is not very good. Why is that? Well, they're building homes and fewer and fewer people are buying them because fewer and fewer people can afford them because of the increase in the cost of a 30-year mortgage. As I just showed you, the cost of a $500,000 mortgage in one year has gone from 2000 to 3100 So the supply is building and the demand is lessening. 
When that happens, price declines. And when prices decline, if you don't get out in front of it, if you chase price down, if you're the builder that really thinks his price is good, but nobody then buys it, that builder then has to reduce prices into a weakening and weakening demand. And that's why it's called a buyer's market because the buyers are in control. In addition to that, most of these home builders don't sell finance. They borrow money. They're building you know, tens or dozens or hundreds of homes a year. And they need bank support and bank loans to do that. Well, the bank doesn't give home builders unlimited time to pay off their loan. They have to pay off construction loans in a certain period of time. And if it gets to the end of that period of time and the home builders haven't sold those homes, then there's risk of banks repossessing and taking control of those homes. And so a builder doesn't want to lose the property that he just built because there goes his profit margin. So there's this big now pressure on home builders. Investors in home builders understand it and they're getting out of the stocks, which is a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more home building shares that get sold, the lower the prices get, the lower the prices get, the more worried the banks are that the builders aren't going to be able to find a buyer. And it's this spinning wheel of you know, who's in charge, you know, who's wagging the dog, the tail or the dog, who's in charge. And so in environments like this, the tail actually starts wagging the dog. What does that mean to us? Well, unfortunately, we're no longer in that seller's market. So if you were thinking in the last year that you would like to be a seller of your house and get peak prices, you need to rethink that. Peak prices are not now. Peak prices were a year ago, maybe even early 2022. This is not peak price territory, nor is this peak price environment. Prices are falling. So if you actually have a piece of property, single family home, that you need to sell in order to finance your retirement, pay for whatever you want to pay for, you need to get on top of that because you're behind the curve which means that you might have to take a lower price, which means that you might have to lower your price below the competition, the comp sales. If the comp sales, for instance, are $500 a square foot in your neighborhood, you might need to go down to $450 a square foot to get your house moved first. Otherwise, your house may not sell. And a year from now, if your house hasn't sold, then today's prices are going to seem like you should have taken those or maybe a slight discount from today's prices you should have taken. So that's the thing we need to consider if we're holders of homes that we thought we were going to sell in the next year or so or two to finance trips around the world, those of expensive motorhomes, retirement, or whatever you had thought you were going to do with the money from your home. You, you need to consider that you've missed that golden opportunity and it's still an okay opportunity as long as you're not the last person to sell your house. The, the longer this goes on, the more in control the buyer's going to get and the harder it's going to be to move a house. Number two, what if you're a home buyer? What if you've been waiting and waiting and waiting and you're now just seeing prices coming down and you're thinking, Oh, houses are about 10, 
15% lower than they were at peak price, maybe we ought to buy one. And then you see, wow, the price is down 10%, but the mortgage cost is up 100% or 50%, depending upon your credit rating, etc. That might not be such a good feeling either. So the good news for home buyers, as opposed to home sellers, and there's really no good news, especially if you don't get on the, the sell campaign quickly. The good news for buyers is that there's really no rush right now. Remember, the last time home prices went through hard times was 2006 through 2010, 2007 through 2012, depending upon where you were in the country. The middle of the country started sooner. The, the West and East Coast started later. But for the most part of 2007 through 2012, home prices were falling. Here's the thing. Some markets fell very badly during that period. And those same markets got pushed to even higher extremes in the last couple of years. So here is a list of the biggest losing cities in the last home price disaster, which was 2007 through 2012. Get ready. Write this down. San Diego down 36% from 07 to 2012. Los Angeles down 36.8%. Jacksonville, Florida down 40.4%. Detroit, Michigan down 48.3%. Sacramento, 48.8%. Tampa, 49.1%. Miami, 52%. Riverside, California, 52.1%. Orlando, Florida, 53.3%. We're talking about a five-year period from 2007 to 2012. Phoenix, 53.3%. And get this, Las Vegas, 63.2%. I'll say that again, 63.2% house price decline from 07 to 2012. Guess what? If your house, if you have a house in any of those cities, the next several years could and likely will be at least as bad as the numbers that I just reported. Those numbers I reported are directly from Zillow. You can check them yourself, or you can trust that I just checked them and read them off. Either way, here's the question you have to consider if you're a seller. Three to five years from now, if you live in Las Vegas, are you willing to accept 40% of your current value. Because if you lose 63%, then you're only going to get 37%. Are you willing to take a 50% hit? Can you afford to take a 50% hit in the sale of your house? On the other side of the coin, buyers. If you think a 10% decline or 15% decline in a house that you would like to buy is good enough to step in, then you may be stepping in, getting a 10 or 15% discount before your house falls 35 to 50%. Again, especially if you're in these markets where housing prices can be very volatile, you may want to wait. In fact, we are in a recession and what recessions do is they recede prices, not just in housing costs, but in rental costs. 
So over the next several years, the cost of renting should be going down. And that might also be good. So if you are thinking about buying, you might just want to continue renting. And especially if you're in one of those markets I just read off, you might try and figure out a benchmark. Find the highest price in your city in the past year and start doing some math where you calculate a 35% discount, a 50% discount, a 60% discount. Now you have what's called relative value. Now you can sit back, go find some houses that you'd like or would be happy to live in. And in about a year from now, as the recession deepens and housing prices continue to fall, you can start making offers on those houses that maybe are only 25 or 30% discounted. And you put in your offer even below that. You might pick a number. Okay, I would like that at 42% discount. Put in an offer. Especially if you can find 5, 10, or 15 homes that you would be happy with. Put in an offer on all 15, and whichever of the ones come back to you with a an agreement, you've now gotten a fire sale price on a house that you'd like to have. So it's a it's amazing the opportunity that's really headed our way. Not so much for sellers, because most of the sellers out there believe their house is special and they believe that they are justified in waiting and they're they're hoping that the peak prices will come back and they don't think they're in a hurry. But those people just really haven't done the math, haven't done the research, haven't looked at the numbers of what happens in a housing recession. Why not? Because there hasn't been one in 10 years, since 2012. And parts of the country were already coming out of the recession in 2010 or 11. So in some areas, there hasn't been recessionary pricing in 12 years. And it's a hard mental shift. It's very tough on our egos to acknowledge that we've missed the peak opportunity to sell. And now we're chasing prices lower. That's a very difficult awareness to grab onto. But it's in fact the most rewarding awareness that we can get, not just with housing prices, but with everything. If you buy a stock at peak bull market price of $50, and now it's at $25, and you're trying to hold it back to 50, you just want to get your money out of it. The market doesn't care where you put your money in. The price is going to where the price is going. And as we've seen with, as I was just mentioning, that I've seen it, but you haven't, I'm looking at it. The home building index is, uh, Again, down from 86, it reached 51, it bounced to 66 or so, and now it's heading back down to 58. And it's going to take out, it's going to break below the 2022 low of the home building index. If you want to check out what that is, the symbol is XHB. And you can pull that up in your online accounts, or you can call your broker or whatever, XHB, and you can see what I'm talking about as far as pricing. So here at $58 in the XHB, the Home Builders Index, that's probably going into the 40s. That might even be going into the 30s, which means that there's a chance that the Home Building Index is going to to fall 50% from where it is right now. And 
there's no way that's going to happen. And the price of single family homes is not going to come down dramatically. So you can use the home builders index to kind of tell you how much further the potential loss, the potential decline is on your house. Now, what if you just bought a house and you bought it for your family and you're planning on living on it in it for 15, 20, 30 years? Well, then you don't really have anything to worry about because after the next three to five years of price recession in an economic recession, things should turn around. So if you have 10 years or more to wait, live in your house, enjoy it, and uh, don't worry about it. My point at the beginning, I'll say it again, is that if you have a house that you are thinking about selling in the next year or two, specifically so that you could finance something, your retirement or whatever, then that's when you could get in trouble. Because what's going to happen is when you really need the money in three or four or five years, the housing market will have already collapsed and pricing of a house could be back to the same levels that the house was valued at in 2010, 2012, 2014. So let's just say 2012. If, if you're okay with your house returning to the same value it was at 10 years ago, okay, you shouldn't worry. But if you cannot afford to sell your house at 2012 prices, then you better take action and get out in front of the clear recession that we've begun, we're early in, and typically they run a couple of years. So we're we're less than halfway through the recession. We're probably maybe a quarter of the way. We might not even be a quarter. So there's there's uncomfortable conditions and situations and news coming if you think you want to sell your house and you haven't done it yet. You can get out in front of it. Things are going to get worse. And so you have the ability to take action to lessen the severity. Again, for buyers, there's really no rush. If you're thinking about buying a house, if you think a slight discount that we've seen so far in housing prices is good enough and and you're okay with 10 or 15% off peak value and you're going to live in the house for 10 plus years, enjoy. It could be the right decision. But if you're not in any hurry and you don't need to buy a house and you can rent and wait and be patient, then the pricing opportunity that's headed our way in the next two or three years could be a game changer. Think about it. Let's say you were looking at a house for a million dollars and let's say you could buy that house for 850000 today. That's a good discount. But if you buy it today for eight fifty or not, and that house then goes to five fifty or six hundred in the next two years, you can buy twice as big a house, or you can buy your house and have half the money to spend on other things. Kids' education, trips around the world, fancy cars, etc. Fancy cars is another subject for a different episode, and that's because they're falling as well. Car pricing is, used car pricing is actually falling very sharply. So there's all kinds of opportunity coming. If there's a car you've always dreamed about, keep your eyes on it. It's coming down in price in the next couple of years. 
So those are the things I wanted to talk about. It's a very big topic. Very few people are prepared for the type of damage that recessions can do to housing prices. Those of you that have been in the house flipping business for the past several years, you buy a house, you pretty it up a bit, you put it out for sale, someone somebody buys it from you and you make a quick profit. So you keep doing that. And pretty soon you have, you know, three to 10 houses. This is not the time to be doing that game. That game is temporarily over. You still might be able to do so, but your profit margins are going to be less. It's not going to be as fun. There's going to be a lot of pressure on the finance aspect of it. And you might want to scale back because things are changing. There's also a chance that this could be the worst recession in a hundred years, worse than 2007 to 2012, maybe as bad as the 1970s, maybe worse than the 1970s. It could be very bad, in which case uh, things are going to get a lot worse than even I may have described. The thing about what we do here at Leveling the Playing Field is we talk about the things that are happening, that are clearly happening, and we don't have any filters for TV ratings, you know, rankings or number of views that we're trying to get. We don't care. We're only here to help people think about decisions that they may not be used to thinking about and make decisions that they're not used to making. So the biggest decision most of us make in our lifetime is at least the most expensive, purchasing and selling homes. And now is a critical time for both buyers and sellers. So we wanted to bring that to you and we hope it was helpful. And again, that's what we do here. We level the playing field. We try and separate the noise from the news. And sometimes it's hard to do. So I bring in the facts and I'm open to doing whatever the facts, you know, our opinions and our emotions and our feelings can change, but the facts don't. And when the facts are uh, obvious, we have to maybe change our thinking. So there you go. I wanted to remind people that if you have a story, how you change, how you level the playing field in your industry, in your life, some story that you have, everyone likes those stories. So please get in touch with me at Ken at dsetrading.com. And we'd love to get you on so that you can tell your story. In the meantime, we will be back in a week with a new topic. And we hope everybody enjoyed our focus on the housing market. We got you. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.